Hey, everybody, it's Dirty Thursday, brought to you by River City Speedway. And, man, we got a great show for you today. Our co-hosts, Kaylin Helly, Mr. Race Car Fan. He's like the most best, is that even a word? The most bestest race car fan out there, racing fan. Uh, he is Mr. Race Car Guy. Um, at least that's what Brad Sang says. Uh, so we're going to give Kaylin Helly a round of applause. And uh, also, Chris Steppen. From FYE Motorsports, one of the best announcers I've ever heard. One of the busiest guys I've ever known uh, also is here promoting three days of the John Seitz Memorial this weekend, 17th annual. want to give a shout-out to Northwest Tire for bringing you the show today, too. Uh, you know, for tires or working your vehicle and more, uh, go to Northwest Tire. They're right down there on Gateway Drive, North Dakota's largest tire dealer. They're family-owned. They have been for over 40 years. Tell you what, from big to small, uh, they do it all at Northwest Tire. Find all the big-name brands, Toyo, Nakian. Bridgestone, Firestone, and more. Call them up, 701-780-8473 to schedule your next appointment. Northwest Tire on Gateway Drive in Grand Forks. See a guy walking down the hall with a rifle in his hand. Uh, helping you get the perfect tires for whatever you drive. That's why we have an automatic lock on our door that I see hasn't locked yet. But um, uh, anyway, before we get going, uh, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to text or call. All right, our number is 701-213-0863. 701-213-0863. And uh, before we get going, let's do it. Our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Now, you might be kind of new at this, uh, but this is what we do every show. Uh, uh, my neighbor's got some really corny jokes, and so we do jokes my neighbor tells me. Here we go. Uh, see what you guys think. Uh, my wife is really mad at the fact that I have no sense of direction. Just hates it. I have no sense of direction. So I got mad. I packed up all my shit and write. All right. I think you got that one. Yeah, I like it. I like uh, Chris, how you doing, man? Real good. You? Good. I, I've, I've begged you to the last couple of years to come on, and you I have. get it. I mean, you... I. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Um, you roll into Grand Forks. Uh, you're here for three days, and it's nonstop. Um, and then I know you don't just go home and rest for a week. Uh, right. You're on the road again, but we, we will talk about all of that. Um, and welcome again. And uh, Kaylin Helly, uh, I know you're kind of new at this. How are you doing, man? I'm doing fine. <laughs> yeah, you ready, to, you ready to do this? Yes, thanks for having me. Uh, Brad Sang has called you the ultimate race fan. Um, I knew I wasn't going to have a co-host today, so I thought, gosh, I've tried to get him on the show before just to get, because, you know, we like to get the women behind the scenes and, and, and all of the, all aspects of racing and that I've always tried to get you as the super fan in here and you always couldn't do it, but you did it today. And I appreciate that. So this is going to be fun. want to say hi to the Canadians that are in little Canada already here at the racetrack today. In fact, they were calling me last night, wanting me to come out. I will see you shortly. Uh, River City Speedway tonight. Quick uh, little go around to what's happening here. Prelude to the Johnny tonight. And then we got, of course, tomorrow and Saturday. Uh, let's see, what do we got? Street Stocks, Midwest Mods, Super Stocks, Mods, Late Models tonight. Uh, they'll be running again uh, tomorrow and Saturday. And uh, also uh, Saturday and Sunday, Buffalo River got the Corn Cob Nationals and the Race Saver Sprints, most of the racetracks around here now. Uh, getting ready to wrap things up. I know Devil's Lake will have something going on here uh, shortly. And I uh, also want to uh, give a shout-out to uh, Tommy Hofflin. Um, our thoughts are with you, Tommy. I know he was in the hospital. Hopefully he will be back uh, tonight. We'll probably hear him before we see him. No one, Tommy. All right. Uh, Superior, Wisconsin, yesterday. Grand Forks, North Dakota, tonight. Yes, sir. It's kind of a typical two days for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's easy. Easy, right? It's a easy. Easy drive across <laughs> Highway 2. <laughs> no, you know, I was telling you before, a minute ago, they got rained out yesterday. Yeah. So it actually made my trip here a little bit easier. I, I wasn't supposed to roll in until 2 or 3 in the morning, mm -hmm. and I got here about 6 o'clock last night. You know, and, and I wish I would have known that. I should have just ran out to the track. Maybe I would have saw you guys, but... Um, all night long, I'd, I'd wake up, I'd check my phone. Is he still going to make it? Is he going to make it? <laughs> this morning, I'm looking at my phone. Well, I haven't heard anything yet. Jeez, I wonder if he's getting any sleep and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I'm glad you made it. Um, you're here for three days. What's coming up? I know you're real busy for the next month or two. Yeah, I mean, appreciate you having me. You, I know it hasn't worked the last couple of years. I'm glad it did today. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, this weekend is a big one. This one, you know, if anybody asks me ever, I say this is my favorite weekend of the year. And oh. It is. I mean, there's... There's a, a big meaning behind this event, as you know. I mean, mm -hmm. John was a, a good friend of mine and great racer, and everything we say about him every every single year, and then that still holds true, of course, today. And this event has just turned into into a giant, mega, crazy three day thing that we really didn't anticipate happening 17 yeah, years yeah, ago. No kidding. And uh, it's it's just it's turned into one of the most fun destinations for me, for racers, for fans. I mean, like you said, the campground was half full last night on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned 17 years, Chris. Have you been with this since day one? Yeah. And how did... Okay, let's let's go through the history of Chris Steppen. How did you get involved with announcing, with racing, and promoting? Um, my aunt and uncle and my mom, my family basically owned a race car when I was a kid. Okay. They owned a modified that a guy drove at Cedar Lake, which is where, you know, pretty much where mm-hmm. I grew up right there. And just kind of got involved, worked on the pit crew a little bit, helped a little bit, watched a little bit. And then um, when I was just graduating high school, the announcer at Cedar Lake was moving. And, you know, Cedar Lake's one of the top destination racetracks sure. in the country. And yeah. somebody asked if I was interested. And initially I said no. You know, I wanted mm-hmm. to hang out with my friends and do, you know, yep. 18, 19-year-old kid yeah. stuff. And I ended up doing it. They talked me into it. And uh, first weekend went okay. Didn't love it. Told them I didn't want to do it. And they called me the second week and said, man, we really want you to try it one more time. I tried it a second time. And I don't know what changed in that seven-day period. But... 26 years later, I haven't quit doing it. Yeah, so that's how the announcing started. And then, of course, started announcing at other places and meeting people and Mm -hmm. and doing all that. And then the promoting part, which is why I think this event here is, is the most special or one of the most special to me, is I was running the Wasoda Late Model Challenge Series, which I run now again, but I was running it back... Well, it's been 20, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, we were in the pit area at Rice Lake, Wisconsin, and John Seitz, of all people, and I were standing there talking, and he said, man, you know, you do a pretty good job with this Challenge Series. You should probably promote your own races. And I was like, man, how would you even ever start doing that? Yeah. I have no idea. And so we talked for about a half an hour. I called Phil Merton, who was the president of the Viking Speedway Board in Alexandria that yep. day, right there from the pits, and said, you know, what do you think about this? You guys end your season on Labor Day weekend every year. What if we run like an October race? I know it's October. I know it's Minnesota, but Mm -hmm. let's think about it. And he asked the board. The board was in, and that's where the Fall Classic was born, which turns 20 years, 20th anniversaries in a month of that event. So it kind of all circles around where John was a big pusher for me to do that. And now 20 years later, here we are. Now, have you done any other announcing, or are you just strictly racing? I mean, you sound like a radio guy, you know? (laughs) You know, I've done uh, very few basketball, football, mm, hockey games. When sure. I was in college, there was just a, a need one night or two nights here and yeah. there, but no, really never done anything else. Yeah, you know, and, and that's weird how this started for me because I'm a 40-year radio guy, uh, and I did the hockey, football, basketball, all that stuff, sports director, but I, I had a mentor. His name was Don Jorstead, and, and Kalen, you might remember Don Jorstead. He followed along the, the racing, snowmobile racing for years. He was your track announcer at, like, um, uh, let's see, uh, Warren, uh, where else? Hallock, I think, used to have a track back in the day. And I'd go barnstorming with this guy all over to try to learn a little bit more about racing. I've been around racing my entire life. Um, I did find out a lot about announcing racing from him, and I also found out one very important thing, and that's where every American Legion club in northwestern Minnesota is. <laughs> uh, so I learned a lot from him, and, and it just kind of morphed into this. Now, I'm going to jump all over the place here. When, when we talk about announcing, and, and this is what blows me away about you, because... It, you do a lot of the announcing at this thing, but you're also doing I could, <laughs> the way you pace when you're down in that track. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes and think about what you're thinking, but there's no way I could. I, I do not have I have the attention span of a fly sometimes, especially at the track. But I still remember this. Uh, I, you know, I met you for a few years there. And, and uh, all of a sudden, the one time you just went to me. All right, you're going to do the 92 lapper tonight, and I about poop my pants. <laughs> I, I about poop my pants because uh, not only was I nervous about calling 92 laps, you for one thing really have to pay attention. Um, your scoring can only show you so much, but mm-hmm. you get 10 laps into that thing, and you've got all those cars out there. You turn your head away for one minute and try to find the leaders again. It's not easy, but how you can remember? I mean, I have to write stuff down like 11, and I don't know if I blame <laughs> that on the 80s or what, but how you can remember all of this stuff. And, and when you come up to do something like this, these are guys you see every week. Right. I mean, how do you keep that all in your memory banks up there? You know, that's one thing people ask me that all the time. And it, it's just something that I don't know why it mm-hmm. just sticks in my mind. And, and, you know, you do it long enough. And like you said, I don't maybe see these guys every week, but I pay attention all sure. summer to how yeah. they're doing and, and, you know, watch a lot of videos and, and attend a lot of races and, and whatever. And, you know, there's a, there's a thing called a computer, which has helped the last few, few oh, yeah. years. Oh, you know, yeah. For first 10 years, there was no such thing, really. So now I've got spreadsheets and, and things mm-hmm. that I kind of have as backups if I need it. And yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's one of those things that it, it just that kind of stuff sticks in my brain and kind of always has. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I know the first time I met you, I thought that dude looks like he's probably had 25 cans of Coca-Cola and 15 <laughs> Snicker bars today because um, do you get a lot of sleep? 
Or just the way you're wired. Yeah, I mean, it, it really depends. Like these next six weeks, no. But yeah, but there yeah. is there is time. You know, like like I said last night, went out to dinner, went back home, got back to the hotel at ten o'clock, and just chilled. I did nothing. Yep. You know, yep. didn't, didn't talk to anybody. Went to bed, slept pretty good, and I, I know how these next three days are going to be. Yeah. And actually, I go to Bemidji on Sunday for the that Wasota race that I have oh, to work, wow. yeah. and then directly to Fergus Falls for the Wasota One Hundred next yeah. weekend too. So I know how the next six, seven, eight days are going to be. And I needed a chill day last night just by myself yep. with nobody. <laughs> and you know at the end of the year um okay the sites for me it, it's a drainer it, it really is and um and then we got one next week you know that's a, a nice night um you're done i'm done i'm ready for it to be done i'm burned out and and i don't do half of what you do i'm burned out but that lasts a week because then it right. never fails after that week off we're gonna end up on a friday night and it's gonna be 80 degrees out yep. and it's gonna be god we should still be racing how do you feel? I mean, granted, I don't even know how many races you call a year. I mean, nights and races are two different things, but yeah. um, do you get burned out? Yeah, uh, you know, tonight actually is going to be race 114 of the year for me, wow. which is, I used to do that all the time, and then I kind of backed off for a few years, and, and when I moved to New Mexico, there wasn't a lot of racing there, mm-hmm. so... But yeah, we're over 113. I think was the other night. So we're we're approaching, uh, yeah, a lot, yeah. a lot. Um, but yes, the answer is yes. Usually mid August when it's really really hot and it gets just draining. Mm-hmm. There's a week in there where I just want to go away and yeah. do nothing and not talk to anybody, Melt. not see a race car, not see a racetrack, whatever. But then all of a sudden Labor Day weekend comes and I know this weekend is coming and I know how much fun it is mm-hmm. on the track, off the track, seeing everybody that you know I only get to see once or twice a year. And then they're all specials from now. You know the Wasota 100s next weekend sure. and. Then and I've got a couple of my own events coming up end of September, early October. So it's really busy, but it's a really fun time of year, too. Yeah. And, you know, people go, oh, 110 nights, you know. Okay. But how many races do you think you call per night? Yeah, I mean, right, like, yeah, right. now look at this weekend. Uh, you yeah. know, five classes. Oh, that's a lot of racing. Yeah. That's a lot of names. Um, but it's a lot of fun, too. Uh, I want to thank uh, some of the people already tuning in here. Nick Curtis, good morning, all. Robin Anderson, uh, looking forward to working with Chris, my one time a year. And K-Bomb, you will kill it today on the show. Josh Barker, morning, guys. Man, um, who says that? Yeah, Josh yeah. Barker, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> they must not know me very good. <laughs> now, what do you think about doing all this stuff here? I, I think it's fascinating, yeah. especially, you know, you couldn't have had a better guest on today. Because I pick his brain all the time. I went out to eat for supper with him last night, and I'm always asking him questions on just different procedures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially kind of lately, I've been helping out with the late models sure. on the NLRA stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I just see so knowledgeable, and I kind of ask his advice a little bit and just like to find because he's so knowledgeable yep. information. You know? Yep. Do you have a favorite class? You know, for for probably the first twenty years, I would say late models, mm-hmm. and then it kind of morphed into mods a little bit. The yeah. mod- modifieds yeah. put on such great racing, but right now, I would say they're pretty equal. I would yeah. say modifieds and late model race depends where you go, of course, but but uh, the modifieds seem to be able to move around on racetracks that might be one laner a little bit for mm-hmm. the late models a little bit better. But there's nothing better. I mean, I know you guys are sprint car people here, too, but there's nothing better than watching a late model or a 410 sprint car buzz around this racetrack right here. Yeah, and, and I agree. I love the A-Mods. I love all the racing. I mean, yeah. and I've said this a billion times. If I see three kids racing tricycles around a circle in their driveway, odds are I might stop and watch, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, just because it's racing. Um, I, I wanted to go back in time. Um, I remember I, I was surprised. Um, I never really knew. I know you were in St. Cloud, and then you went to Las Cruces, New Mexico. Yep. Um, did you work for uh, St. Cloud State, or what did you do down there? I did. I, I uh, worked for the athletics department for oh. 15 years at St. Cloud State. Yeah. Okay, yep. okay. Um, I would see, you know, you were playing, like, uh, volleyball and things like that, but yep. um, was it tough to leave that and and to leave the state and i mean that's not like a move just across state lines no you know that was that was kind of a long time coming i i really liked that job there however you know collegiate athletics was was kind of on the on the downturn at st mm-hmm. cloud state you know they dropped the football team yeah, and, yeah, and things were that played there things weren't great and, and enrollment was going down and and we were asked to do double the work with half the staff sure. and half the budget you know how it is like at, every at yep. most universities right now yep. are, and so 20 let's say 15, 16, somewhere in there, the guy that owned the track in New Mexico that I would fly down and announce two times a year was building a new racetrack. And he, he's like, man, you really should come and run it. So I was like, nah, that's not, I don't want to live in the desert. I don't want to leave all my people, leave mm-hmm. my business, my family, my friends, my events, whatever. 
So I flew down there in 2019 in October to work the race that I normally worked. He drove me out to where the new track was going to be and was like, man, this place is cool. Like, yeah. It's state-of-the-art <laughs> amazing. I mean, he, he's got, a, he, he's got a, a, a gem right there. Mm-hmm. So I thought about it some more, thought about it some more. He gave me a pretty good offer that I, I really couldn't refuse. And, and the honest part was I was ready to get out of St. Cloud State. Like, maybe not get out of collegiate recreation and sure. collegiate athletics, but I was ready to kind of do something a little bit different. And so I made the decision in February of 2020, moved to New Mexico in March of 2020, and seven days later, COVID shut the country down. Like, yeah. I wasn't there a week. Right, and right. The, and New Mexico, if you remember, if you paid attention when COVID was going on, basically Minnesota and New Mexico were the two most lockdown states oh, in the country. Yeah. And, yeah, and, I mean, and I didn't know anybody. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, that's not true. I, I mean, I had some friends there that I had met, but couldn't really leave my house no. like you know for almost a year yeah. we, we were closed and we did nothing and whatever but you know 2021 was awesome 2022 was awesome i signed a three-year contract that contract expired this past january i, I probably th- i thought about staying and then i was like you know what i just i really miss the weather here i miss my yeah. people i mean you know miss sure. everything here so it was time it was a great experience glad i did it met some great people learned some things got to work at a crazy cool racetrack and, yeah. and do some yeah. different things but it was a tough decision in the first place to move. I'm glad I did it, but I'm glad I'm back. You know, uh, you speak about Minnesota and New Mexico. Well, of course, I live in Minnesota. Right. And then, you know, we're completely locked down, like you said. But then you go across the bridge here, right. and it was like almost business as usual. It was a little different, but not too bad. And um, But, yeah, that's when we were first forming. Grand Fork's best source here was right when the pandemic hit, too. Yeah. And, and, boy, I tell you what, it, it was not easy. Uh, I can't believe how many people are watching already. Uh, Sherry Amundsen, Norman, Peter Patter, let's go get her boys. Good morning, Kaylin. Tyler Miller, Don Jorstead, he was the voice of cross-country snowmobiles. He definitely missed by many. He was a wonderful person, I agree. Canadian Daryl, Canadians are here. We're watching you. Uh, Dave Adams, hi, Kaylin Helly. Brian Borg, the only weekend I miss being at the races in the pits with a moon man, Bill Mooney. Great event. Thanks, Chris. Bill's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Rice, nice to see you, K-Bomb. John Birdsell, what's Kaylin's favorite race of the year? Oh, we know this. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> if I'm going to speak honestly... USA Nationals at Cedar Lake, this one's right underneath. And that's probably because I've been to every USA Nationals uh, way back in, what, 88? Yep. And, uh, I, you know, just maybe a little tradition there. But this one, I've been to every one, and it's just right underneath. So you could say one for open late model racing, one for Wasota yep. late model racing. Okay. Uh, Steven Ader Olson. Hey, Chris. Hey, Steven Ader. <laughs> uh, Jory Berg, does it still count if I comment in? And I think I have an idea what he means by that. Um, we've had a pretty good string here. Um, okay. I think this year, I think seven, seven or eight out of ten guests won the next day. I see. Okay. Uh, the one day we even actually had uh, Jory Berg, we actually had his daughter on talking about go-kart racing, and he won the next night wow. so we've got these people that are saying i'm just gonna storm the studio say, on I thursday they're not lined up at the door <laughs> yeah, I, and uh in fact brad sang even said he was gonna come every week until uh the, the sites was done but yeah. um um do you have a favorite race of the year putting you on the spot because people ask me that all the time too and and, and granted i don't travel like you do and i don't travel like kaylin does here because you guys are all over the place but um do you have a favorite you know without yeah. Hopefully, you know, butthole hurting anybody. No, I mean, I, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty honest guy. I mm-hmm. tell you what I think, no matter if we're at a racetrack or not, but I'll say two things. One, uh, this, this event right here. And I've said it for 17 years is my favorite weekend of the year. I, I, I love the atmosphere. I love the people. I love this racetrack. The racing is always great. The after parties are great. Just the camaraderie, the atmosphere, everything Absolutely. is, is amazing here. And, and then I will say the winter nationals at East Bay and, and everybody also knows East Bay is my favorite racetrack in the mm-hmm. country. This one here is in my top five for sure but east bay for me i started working there in 2000 so yeah. i've been i've been going to florida for you know a long time and it's just there's something about that racetrack right outside of tampa bay the the, the bay seeps back up into the racetrack at night it's yeah. just, it's a it's a neat place but for sure for sure sites weekend you know i got to get down there i've got aunts and uncles and cousins and all kinds of relatives down in tampa mm-hmm. and and why in the hell i stay up here the whole time <laughs> uh, i have no idea uh, i'm going to take a little break here uh we will be right back um our co-host 
today, Kaylin Helly, along with our guest, Chris Steppen uh, from FYE Motorsports and, of course, promoting the three-day John Sites Memorial, the 17th, kicking off tonight. You know, life doesn't ever, ever seem to slow down. Uh, everything needs to be done like yesterday. Uh, oil changes, same thing. You go get your oil changed half the time. You're waiting there all day. Not unless you go to Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Uh, I'm usually in and out of there in about 20 minutes. And while they're doing that, they also top off my fluids. They check the tires, the battery, the lights, the wipers, cabin air filter. Uh, they do it all. All right. Uh, they get discounts for fleets. If you're in the military, they're going to give you a discount. And they can text and email invoices and coupons. And if you mention Grand Forks Best Source, they'll take $10 off your oil change. It's worth it right there. They're open Monday through Saturday. No appointment needed. Pick up a delivery available in Grand Forks, too. Valvoline Instant Oil Change for complete oil change and more. Uh, they also do tranny and coolant flushes, tire rotations, all that. 3325 South 38th Street. Call them up, 701-780-8462. Tell them Graham Fork's best source sent you. Uh, we are back. Guest host, Kaylin Halley, along with Chris Steppen, our guest tonight. Uh, you know, we, we, we talk about how you got your start promoting. Did I ask you, how did the John Sites ever come about how did did I did you create this? Did somebody approach you to create this? Because this has turned out as a premier event, obviously. But um, how did this whole thing start? Because I mean, listen, he was a hell of a guy, yeah. you know. But um, just because he was a hell of a guy doesn't mean they're going to name something like that after you. But I, I just want to know how this started. Yeah, you know, he passed away in February, and uh, I, I really don't remember how the conversation started. This event, the weekend after Labor Day, was here before it was the Harvest Cup Har- or mm-hmm. Harvest Bowl, Harvest Bowl okay. here at, at River Cities, and, and that was just an event they had. It was five thousand to win, uh, you know, kind of a nice Labor Day post Labor. Day weekend event and and obviously we all kind of knew that we needed to we needed to do something to honor him and I'm I'm guessing Brad is probably the one that called me I don't really exactly remember how mm-hmm. it started and and we started talking about you know should we should we form an event should we rename that and then we decided to rename you know the Harvest Bowl the site's memorial it started out it was it was 50 laps I think it was 5,000 to win the first year. I don't even know if it was 9,200 the first year. It might have been, but it was 50 laps. And yeah, it was 9,200, but it was 50 laps and it was a little bit different. And then after the first year, we kind of morphed it into this 92 lapper, 9,200 to win, 90, you know, 9,920 to start, all these 92 awards. And uh, it just kind of snowballed from there like crazy. Now, who in the hell's idea was it to go 92 laps? Yeah, I don't remember that either. (laughs) I I think maybe mine, maybe Brad's, maybe somebody else just just threw it at us. But the truth is the, the... size of this racetrack you can easily do it and we've sure, proved that for, sure. for 16 yeah. years so just the whole the whole 92 aspect of this event needed to be very very entrenched in this race and, and obviously it is absolutely um we got a question for both of you from john Birdsell. uh do either of your guests have a favorite john site story i'll start with you chris <laughs> well one uh, for radio i i don't know i don't yeah, we're not no. okay we're not regulated by the fcc oh perfect perfect yep. no you know what uh, there there were several i can think about we uh, you know, there were many, many Wissota 100s at Cedar Lake or openers at Cedar Lake or fall classics at Viking or or early, early on things where, you know, the sun came up or we, we stood or sat near fires or whatever and 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 drank a beer or 10 and mm-hmm. the sun came up. I mean, he was the, the thing about John that I, I'll never forget is, you know, not only good racer, good guy, good family guy, the whole deal. He's probably the hardest working guy I knew. Yeah, yeah. He would he would literally drive from Bemidji to Aberdeen or to wherever Cedar Lake or whatever races were done. If he had to work in the morning, he was driving yeah. back. He'd get there at five in the morning, go to work at yeah, six. Yeah. You know, he never slowed down ever. For so for those multi day events when he got a chance to let loose he sure did right right how about you Mr Helly well to keep it PG uh, I guess one of my favorite ones is we were in Aberdeen and I can't remember if it was the Wasota one hundred or if it was the Rumble and we'd been out having a good time partying with everybody it was just a great event a lot of fun and that night about three thirty in the morning it started kind of slowing down so we end up uh, going in John's trailer and he goes. Are you hungry? And I said, yeah. So he throws a frozen pizza. All of a sudden, he comes out in his underwear. He's got his whitey, tidy whiteys on. And he sits down, and I'm sitting there. We're just talking, like, about the racing and just everything. And and uh, all of a sudden, the pizza gets out, and we're sitting there, and we're sitting on kind of just on the couch eating. And I looked at him, he looked at me, and we both kind of started laughing. God, I hope nobody walks in this hall. Or <laughs> how we ever – I just remember that. We just – we laughed so hard. And just, just a – 
call you up. Kayla, what are you doing? I'm sitting here uh, in, in, in his trailer in our underwear eating pizza. I yeah. just, I, I don't, I, I just, it was just me and him. I don't know if uh, uh, Chad Robertson was with it. He was, it was just us two. And it's just the way, and, you know, he was kind of a hairy grill, if you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this just doesn't seem right, you know. Well, so. thank God he wasn't wearing Speedos. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> um, you know, you guys kind of mentioned it um, about not just the racing part, but uh, especially here at the John Sites. Um, in the weekend, in, in the pits all weekend, I mean, there is stuff going on. There's people cooking. There's people having a beer tent. There's a lot of that. Tim and Jory Berg are going to be doing the chili on Friday. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, do you get a chance to go hang out down there? Because normally at the end of the night for me, but um, granted, on a regular typical race night, I'm, I work, you know, the day and then you go and work and usually pretty burned out. And I don't like to stay out till two, three in the morning because I still got to drive home. But, um, you head on down there and, and partake because I tell you what, some of the best food I've ever had is down in the pits. Yeah, you know what? I try to. A, a lot of events I don't anymore just because the days are busy and they're stressful. And, you know, this event might be one of the most fun for me, but it's also one of the most stressful. And, and I mean that in a good way, but things happen so fast at this racetrack and, and you've got to be on it 24 hours mm-hmm, a day. Mm-hmm. And, and I happen to be the guy who's who's making most of those calls, or at least, you know, I, the guy they think is making most of those calls. So yeah. you, you kind of have to be, you have to be sharp. But yes, for sure, you know, there, there's a lot of people here, Canadians, people locally here that I only see once a year or mm-hmm. twice a year. So I like to I like to hang out for a couple hours after that. That cookout's always really fun. And, and I know people are having a good time. I've slowed way down. I'll maybe have a beer or yep. two instead yep. of the 10 we used to maybe have 10 years ago. But yep. But yeah, it's a good time after the race. Now, are, do you run into uh, the fact that um, since you're an announcer, um, if anybody has got any complaints about anything, do this seems like they take it out on you because you're the announcer and everybody knows who you are. hundred uh, percent true. Yes, yeah, yes. Nonstop, isn't it? Nonstop. nonstop. <laughs> I actually yeah. made the comment on the PA last week during the races. I'm going to turn my phone off. Is what I had to say because you know it, it just never stops. We talked about this a little bit last night. You know there was there was a racer here at this event that that sent a text message that he shouldn't have sent to me a oh, year ago oh after he was involved in a crash. I wasn't driving his race car. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. do it. And 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 I had that happen a couple weeks ago. Another guy did the same thing. But it it is really knock on wood because now today there'll be a thousand of them. But it has slowed down a ton. You know yeah. there are there are everybody knows like as far as me specifically, they know they're going to be treated fairly. Mm-hmm. They know they're all going to be treated sure. the same. They know we're going to do it as professionally as we always do. And I understand you know tempers tempers flare here and there. And, and if they've wrecked their race car, uh, they're mad or whatever. But it's it's actually gotten a lot better. You know back in the day there were there were dozens and dozens of yeah. those those really mad people. But it it has slowed down thankfully now you do you run the pit meeting then before these races and um i actually shouldn't i don't know why i've been asked you that i've seen you down there but um you are you're to the point with these pit meetings you are fair um what is the one thing you try to put into these drivers minds when you're getting ready to send them out there yeah that's easy i mean if if anybody goes to any pit meetings around the country they will tell you ours are probably the most black and white this is how it's going to be this is how it isn't you know we i've got two full sheets of paper and i go right down every point at every pit meeting the biggest thing that i tell everybody is when you leave the pit meeting you will know exactly what you can do mm-hmm. and what you can't do mm-hmm. and if you do what you can't do you're going to know what the repercussions are that's that's what we lay out because again there's a lot of money on the line here there's yeah. a lot of prestige on the line here and things happen really fast at this yeah. They little do. tight racetrack. So I want everybody to know before the event even starts, this is what you can do. This is what we want you to do. Have fun. However, don't do these things. And if you do, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And um, I, I mean, I've worked with you enough now. Um, I've hardly ever seen it, but uh, we get mad up there. <laughs> I mean, our tempers start to go. I sure. mean, our fuses start to get a little shorter as the night gets a little longer. And by the time you're into day three and you're on about six hours of sleep, you know, um, but it, it's just remember, folks, uh, all we do is call the races. All yeah, right. right, it, right you know, right. Uh, that's it. Um, you talk about a tight racetrack. You talk about um, a lot of the local guys around here. This is the race that that's on their map. Yeah. Uh, when we look at, at winners, Donnie Shaw's won it twice. Aaron Turnbull won it back to back years. Brad Sang's won it a couple of times. And A.J. Diemel has won it three times. We've seen guys that were awfully close locally and had bad luck. Um, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but he's had bad luck and he built a brand new car and he looked awfully sharp last week. But, um, yeah. This is quite the racetrack for all these cars, isn't it? Yeah, two things come to mind. You know, this event is is 
more important to some of these racers than the World 100, the Wissota yeah. 100, that Fall Classic, whatever. This is the one. Like this is one. And you don't. Maybe you don't name names, but but Dust, if Dustin Strand doesn't yeah. win this race in the next couple of years, <laughs> he's going to freak out. Like he he has been so so close, and he is obviously incredibly fast here. Yeah. He just can't win That's this race. Joey luck. Peterson's another one. He ran from a provisional to yeah. second yeah. one year. Yep. You know, there's a couple guys here that that certainly need to win this thing one yeah. of these years, but. Are they gonna? You know, right. the, the the cream of the crop comes to this event, so it it really, it, it, you, you got to set yourself up. Tonight is what it is, but you really got to set yourself up tomorrow. Right. Um. I want to ask you this. Uh, last week, uh, when that seventy one car came out there, did did you know that that was happening? Because I was in the pits and I didn't see it. Um. And all of a sudden, it's like, who's that guy? And <laughs> it's like, holy, because he changed everything up a hundred percent. His color, everything. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um. Did I know? Um. I don't mind saying I kind of heard some rumors mm-hmm. and stuff, but did I know 100% exactly what he did? No. But I was one of the first to ask him when I seen it, you know, uh, I I think it's great. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know what? He change just it up. Change it up a little bit. I love that he changed the color up. I think the thing looks sharp. You took the words out of my mouth as far as if there's ever somebody on the door knocking on it, yep. it's the 71S. He's ran great. The 7P. I mean, just some of our local guys that can get around here really sure. well. So, and, and you know, I wonder what that does for the sea of orange because when you look at the speedway <laughs> at the at the the grandstands, and there is a sea of orange for that seventy one car. Yep. Um, and now they might have to change their colors. But I think, if I remember right, did he build that car? I believe just basically for this weekend to get her rolling, didn't he? Uh, he didn't. Uh, I mean, it's not like I'm just going to build this car just for this weekend, but <laughs> right. I think he was really adamant about having this thing ready to go for this weekend. It, it's like anything else. If you look at dirt late model racing in general, that type of car, that chassis of car Longhorn, has mm-hmm. been has been good. Yeah. And for him to have one up here, I think there's only a couple. Uh, yeah. uh, Skeeter Esty has one. Yep. And, and and I don't know, even is there another Longhorn in yeah, Minnesota? There, there aren't very many. Down by Cedar Lake, there's a couple, but yeah, yeah. no, up here, certainly not. Yeah, so I, I give Dustin credit. He went out, took a little uh, gamble, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little different in open car just with the, the, the weight of the motor and, and just all kinds of different things. They run different types of tires, but uh, he should look good in the first four nights I've seen him. Yeah, and, you know, another thing, too, about uh, the John Sites is, and we look at the, the past winners, the Donnie Shaws, the A.J. Demos, the Turnbulls, and the Ricky Weisses, and they're all fan favorites. I mean, and, yeah. and they're all, I mean, they're all humble guys, too. Uh, when you go down there and talk to them, I mean, they could have had the worst night of the three days, and yeah. you still talk to them, and they're great guys. I mean, yeah. they don't they don't wear it on their sleeves. No, mo- most of the time those guys are great, and then and you know they're focused on trying to win this thing. You know, the the biggest thing is that we all come in and we want it to be run well and and run smooth throughout the weekend. They're spending countless hours and countless dollars and and blood, sweat, and tears basically putting these race cars together and trying to put themselves in a position to win this one of the most prestigious races around. Yeah, uh, I did get another text from Joshua Johnson. Nice to see Chris in the studio, but how'd you get K bomb on? <laughs> Had to pry and beg and and plead. Hey, no, Barbara, it wasn't that much. It was a phone call. What do I say? Barbara Streisand's hard to get on, and you know, so am I. I guess. Well, I've been no. trying to get Reba McIntyre on myself. Jeez. Um. Now, a typical day for you, uh, we'll go through this weekend. I mean, granted, um, I know you have your media obligations and things like that. Um, We appreciate you coming in here today. But kicking off three days of this, kind of go through your schedule because you don't just show up at 6 o'clock and go to work. (laughs) No, and and part of the reason I came yesterday is because usually I've got other obligations on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So I roll in here at... Two o'clock on Thursday, and it's, you know, I bring the souvenir trailer where all the apparel is right. sold out of, so I got to drop that off, get it set up and ready to go. We open the pits at four o'clock. I'm down there to help with the draw and mm-hmm. registration and those things. And then all of a sudden, the pit meeting's at six o'clock, and then we're racing at seven, and then all of a sudden, it's midnight. You know, that's kind of how those days go. And so coming up yesterday was great. I feel I feel better already. I'm a little more, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm more relaxed, but, uh, you know, just, just to be here and, and not worry about having to drive up here on race day is is good as far as the, the the day goes you know we we manage the live stream pay-per-view also yeah, for this event sure. and and every week here this year but for this event so i've got camera people and, and mm-hmm. producers and those things rolling in today trying to get everything so i manage basically all the social media marketing for that leading up to and on race day 
So I've got all that. That's what I was working on this morning before before I came out here. And and so we, we get all that stuff done. You know, we'll leave here, go grab some lunch, whatever. I want to be at the racetrack by, you know, one or yep. so today. Pits are opening at two today. Yep. So I want to make sure that Robin and her, and her people are good to go at two o'clock and ready to go there. And then, you know, the, the fun part for me, if I need to help with the draw and registration, I sure will. But if not, from two to five, it's kind of my chance to go just see who's here and yeah, say hey yeah. to the racers. Thanks for coming. Bullshit with some guys that maybe I haven't seen yep. all year or whatever. And then pit meeting will happen at six or whatever time that is. We'll go racing at 630. And, you know, when we're done, the goal tonight is to get to the drum for a beer. Maybe. Yep. I don't know if yep. we'll get there. Usually <laughs> Thursday night we try to get there. Yep. We've got five classes of cars today, which which I'm sure we'll talk about. We added the super stocks this year. But, uh, you know, when that gets done, you know, kind of assess how the day went. Maybe we got to have a meeting with some people just to kind of talk about the next yep. day. Try to get a little bit of sleep and do it again. It's all glamorous, isn't it? It is. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's just great. glamour and yeah. glitz and all that. Uh, you mentioned the super stock or the yeah the super yeah. stocks. I when's the last time super stocks have been here? I mean, I remember when it was a regular nightly class here. Uh, in fact, I bought one because of that. And ended up selling it, but um, <laughs> it's been a long time since we've seen them. And and how many tracks even run them anymore? Do you know? Uh, I mean, I know they're more popular when you get down south, yeah, south and and east of here. There's there's lots of them locally. Ferguson or Bemidji? Bemidji Ferguson doesn't even run in Bemidji. Okay. The closest track is Bemidji. Yeah. Yeah. The cool part about it, though, like we've never run them at the sites. This right. The Supers have never been a part of this event. John started in a Super, right? He was he was yeah. very very successful. Yeah. In a, super a lot of these stock guys and, did. Yeah. And so you know they've asked for probably well probably seventeen years. They've kind of asked about maybe being a part of it. Well. It's hard to drop a local River Cities division when sure. your car counts were so good for years and right, years and years, right. and the fans come with the cars. And then you know things just things changed a little bit with the sprint cars. I mean, I love a good four ten sprint car race I'm, here for sure, but you know the numbers have gone down a little bit. And then you know we only brought them in one day. You know they were a Friday mm-hmm. night Friday mm-hmm. night edition to this show. And no offense to them at all, but they kind of come in, they do their thing, and they leave. Yep. Well, yep. if we can bring in the Supers for three days, right, have right. them become kind of a part of the event for all three days, and bring us back to our roots a little bit where John started, it, it seemed like maybe the right move to make. Absolutely. And, and it's also kind of nice, too, when these guys, because obviously, since they don't race them right around here, they're making a trip from somewhere. Yeah. But it's kind of nice when you can stay for three days and <laughs> race at one venue and one event and not crisscrossing, going all over the place. Everything's right there. There's no hooking up. There's no low up all that kind of stuff um eric rice do they start early on friday actually they start earlier every day i think it's yeah. 6 30 tonight it is 6 30 tomorrow night it and is. 6 yes, sir. on saturday that's correct so those will all be earlier um have you ever had uh, is, is it well not have you ever had is there a race that has been on the top of your list your bucket list if you will that you would do anything to be able to call i want to be the voice of this race this weekend you know there probably is a couple uh, one of them i got to knock off the list this year uh, the prairie dirt classic down at fairbury mm. in illinois um, i'd been to fairbury before but never to the pdc and everybody says it rivals the atmosphere of the usa nationals which is at cedar lake which i've sure. worked at for 26 years so that one i got to work this summer which was amazing they were right the atmosphere is great I, I will never miss that race again as long as it works you know into my schedule of course mm-hmm. but there's that one um you know anything at eldora probably you gotta you gotta look at i was fortunate enough to announce the first two knoxville late model nationals so i got oh, to wow. work at knoxville a couple times uh been to eldora but never announced they they tried and tried really hard when roger slack was the general manager yeah. there tried really hard to get me to come and announce the world 100 well you know when the world 100 is this weekend yeah absolutely. there's right. zero chance i'm missing the sight race like that mm-hmm. it just wasn't gonna it just didn't work someday i'd like to announce at eldora that's probably honestly that's probably the only place that that i haven't that i really want to yeah. i've been really lucky you know i've been really lucky to announce a bunch of really cool places you know does asphalt tickle your fancy you know, I've been I've been watching more asphalt racing this summer as a fan than maybe ever before. But I, I wouldn't say I don't like it, but I like dirt better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I agree with you. Uh, parking is going to be a challenge uh, this weekend. Um, somebody in their ultimate wisdom decided we needed to add on to our jail to bring in federal prisoners and things like that. But um, it, it's going to make it a mess. Um, what did it look like there yesterday? I mean. I, things pretty cool or you get already the writing's already on the wall yeah i mean if you're if you're not there early i mean not so much tonight but Mm -hmm. friday and especially saturday um they'll just park across the road over the mill home economy i mean probably not getting in trouble here but i mean yeah you'll find a place to park yeah in fact uh, we had one of the owners on home of economy right before you guys got here and and he knew what it was going to be like this weekend but even me i'm usually at the track 
uh, between two and three hours early uh, on a typical night. Um, but even me, I'll pull up and I'll even go to the people parking. It's like, hey, I'm the announcer. Can you get me halfway close? <laughs> oh, yeah, just go down gateway down there. Wait, and pretty soon I'm walking and I'm yeah. schlepping my gear. And, and But that's the way it is, you yeah. know, and, and that's not a bad problem to have. Believe no. me, that's not a bad problem. Um, how did you get the idea? And I love this. At the start of the, the 92 lap feature, you go down and you talk to everybody. And and they know what's going to happen. And, and I think it's so cool. And a lot of, you know, we're not used to seeing that. But is that just something you came up with? Or did you see that somebody else doing that? And, and, and how long have you been doing that? Yeah, you know, we used to do that at the old Wasota 100 when it was at Cedar Lake years and years ago. They, they, I'm, I'm dating myself a little bit, but they, they made us wear tuxedos. They, being oh. Wasota, made us wear tuxedos. Todd Narvison and I and whoever else was announcing those couple of years, we, we had to go rent tuxedos for on championship Saturday night of the Wasota 100. Um, I would go down on the front stretch and, and introduce every single racer yeah. for, I think, I think they did a, like all the cars in all the classes. I can't remember anymore, but... But so we did that years and years, and then it kind of went away. The, the cool thing, I did it, we did it for the Challenge Series uh, the first couple years as well. The, the reason that I want to always do it at this event, of course, unless weather dictates differently, mm-hmm. is race fans don't get to see these racers. No. You know, there's a lot of, you know, fans don't go in the pits before because they're working or they mm-hmm. just don't want to pay the extra money or, or have kids with or whatever. Yep. And a lot of times races get over a little bit too late. Yeah. You know, sometimes if you're bringing your family, you know, after 10, 10 o'clock, sometimes it gets a little bit late. Sure. And this weekend certainly does with all the cars. And school's back on again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I always want to make sure this is a little bit different than other races that we have. We want to make sure this is an event, not just a race. I don't do that ever except here. This is the only race of the year okay. that we go on the front stretch now introduce the racers we, you know, there there are some other places that do it of course but i, I want to make sure that the fans get to get to go eyeball to eyeball with yep. these racers because a lot of times they literally don't know if they're a young guy old guy they, they don't know so it's just fun plus i really think the racers enjoy looking at that giant crowd up there yeah. and here and cheer oh, or, or whatever they do yeah, yeah. And, and and you know um the the racetrack um and again i've used this analogy many times um it, brad sang is the one that put this in my head it, it should be like a circus type atmosphere yep. you put on a great show for the crowd but you try to get in and out of there as soon as you can and there's let's face it there's a lot of people um that don't have the patience uh they got to go do a little farming they got to tickle the track they got to do whatever whatever and then some people People are like, well, gee, you know, does he really have to go talk to every single guy? <laughs> well, we're I'm always putting feelers out there. Fine. Yeah. What do you like? What? Because I'm going to hear it no matter what. Yeah. You know, um, I've never had one person say that they didn't love the fact that you go down and talk to everyone. Everybody I've talked to said that's the greatest thing. I've never seen that ever at another race ever before. So, I mean, it's a great idea. Yeah, I think, and I certainly can't take credit for it, but I'm glad we still do it. It's, it's one of those things where you don't want to do it every week and you don't want to, you don't want to make this just like another race. Like I said before, you want to make this an event and you want to make sure you do things a little bit different. You know, the four wide with the missing man, we're mm-hmm. never going to stop doing that. Ever. Right, right. You know, the flags and the, it's just cool for pictures, you know, all that, mm-hmm. all that stuff. People, people remember, you know, they might remember the race, but they really remember the extra stuff mm-hmm. sometimes like, man, that was really cool. Or, you know, pictures for sure. You can, you can look at forever and, and people just, people just like different things sometimes. You know, you talked about tuxedos, um, our flagmen, uh, they're old school here at River yeah, City are. Speedway. They love to wear the white pants and it's yep. been brought up to me before. It's like, you know, you really should wear white pants. And I'm like, why? <laughs> Nobody sees me up there. Chad Hoff should probably wear white uh, pants. That makes more sense. But when you talk about, you know, the tuxedos, the white pants and everything, uh, I, I think you're kind of like I am. I would just as soon be in a T-shirt, something comfortable with a pair of cargo shorts on. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you're a croc guy, but uh, I'm not a croc guy. No, no. But, but you're right. That's exactly right. Especially upstairs in the tower. Some, yeah. You know, it's, it's tight quarters sometimes. It's hot sometimes. Mm-hmm. You're really busy. You need to be comfortable. Uh, last week, 90 plus degree weather. Our air conditioner went up in the uh, went out mm. in the press box. My wife and I had some family here from the Twin Cities happen to be in the suite next to us, and it, they were complaining that it was too cold in there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I wish that would have been a sight snipe because if you would have had to jump in for a little while, I kind of went in there and got <laughs> right. a little bit chillier. But um, uh, I think this is going to be another great weekend. Uh, I mean, we've been waiting for this. It, it's got the goods and the bads. When you know the sights is here, it, it means we're wrapping up the season. Sure. But when you know the sights is here, it's going to be three incredible days, uh, three yeah. incredibly hard days for some of us, but, uh, <laughs> inc- you know, you especially. But uh, um, it, it, how stoked are you guys, huh? Yeah, very. You know, I mean, uh, th- this, as I do with every event, but start looking at the weather about 10 or 12 days ahead of time, yep. right? And kind of like, okay. 
you know, because Mother Nature will dictate how how much enjoyment we have. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, Nobody uh, wants to be there till three in the morning. I looked again this morning and it looks about yeah, perfect. It, it might does. be a little chilly at night, but I'll take jeans and a hoodie Heck. any day over what we had a week ago when it was when it was 100. Yep. Weather looks really, really good. Uh, we were talking yesterday, the car count. There, there are some late model drivers coming that have never been to this. Oh, event. really? And there's always one or two, but I think, I think this year we're going to have five or six that maybe have never been, or four wow. or five. Just some, some guys that have always kind of looked at this event, but maybe it's a little too far to go. Sometimes they're coming this year. So I think you know, adding the Big Al Delane Memorial to this weekend last year was really cool because you know we get to we get to add really good modified racing. We've had yeah. mods in the past, of course, but but you know you put that big money on the line and all the work Rick Delane and his family do mm-hmm. to, to get that that purse up there and all the contingency awards and things for the mods we had 48 i think last year almost 50 mods last year i would expect pretty close to that i think we'll get to 50 or so in the late models as well and then you know midwest mods and and street stocks their car counts have dipped the last couple years but we should still have 30 to 35 i'm guessing of both and then super stocks eh, i mean we were talking last that there could be 12 there could be 32 we don't really know because they're brand new yeah and you talk about uh we got to throw in tucker peterson's name in there he's running for national points right now and he's looking good (laughs) he's fast and and the thing is is we've had like two of the top three points guys in the nation here almost every week now for the last couple of weeks uh so i yeah it's gonna be awesome i you know i love the a mods man i I just love it when they're here i do too i mean bringing them in and also bringing that L. Delane Memorial, Big yeah. L. And it's just uh, Rick and his crew, all the extra work they do to bring this in and mm-hmm. to bump up the pay. 48 modifieds is unbelievable. Yeah. And they race good at this track. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, they do. When Doogie gets a track, you know, where there's top, bottom, they throw the crumbs in the middle, they pack it down, they race all over it. Yeah, and, and it's great to hear, uh, especially uh, down at Victory Lane afterwards, how these guys enjoy coming to this track so much because they don't get the chance to do it. We've been getting to see them a little bit more and more every year now with uh, less sprint cars here, but um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Eric Rice moved the jail. Problem solved. Get K-Bomb the Oscar. Dave Rosenthal, get K-Bomb the Oscar. <laughs> Out of all the races we have at our track, this is probably the biggest one everyone looks forward to every year. Love being a part of a great weekend. Nick Curtis. Uh, Chris is the head shinny. Uh-oh. That makes sense. That's probably a that compliment, says. Chris. I, I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> Actually, it says Christ is the head shinny. Well, there we go. <laughs> uh, turn down the beauty light. There we go. Um, I know we've all got things to do. You getting ready to head out to the track? Are you going to go grab a bite to eat, or what's your plan? Yeah, grab some food here, and then uh, once I get to the track, I won't leave, of course. Yep. So, so with opening the pits a little bit earlier today to try to get anybody, everybody in to avoid that parking mess you mentioned, uh, that that is going to be a challenge this yep. weekend. We We looked at it last night, and it's... It's going to be tight out there to get all these race cars in. You know, last year we had 155 cars on Thursday yeah. night. We'll probably have 165 or 170 today. Yeah. Wow. So to get them all in there is going to be going to be a, a challenge a little bit. So I want to make sure I'm out there and, and help wherever needed. Yeah. And uh, what about you? What's your plan for the rest of the day? I know you got to get back to work. Unfortunately, I'm going to go back to work for a few hours, and then I'm done for the weekend. Uh, going to spend a lot of time out there. It's great to see a lot of different racers i enjoy going up you know uh you know like for jeff massingale and jeff mm-hmm. province i you know i get to hang with a bunch of different guys sure. that don't race here but once or maybe twice a year right uh billy schletter's wondering can you buy like two or three day passes i pit passes you can i, I know you know can't pit passes stands, but pits you should okay can, yeah. Yeah. and uh one more question before i cut you guys loose uh oh dave says you never work uh why don't they run full show points for streets and midwest mods i don't know i'm just an announcer. Time, isn't it? Yeah, I'd assume what he means is why don't we run three shows like we do oh. with the mods? Just, it, you know, maybe in the future with the car yeah. count the way it is, but remember there were 50 plus Midwest mods for three or four years in yeah, a row. 54 right. one it just, year. Yeah, it just, it doesn't work time-wise. It doesn't work parking-wise, whatever. So we got, we have to remember this is a late model event. Yeah. This, this yeah, is, the exactly. meaning of this event is a late model event. We love the mods. We love the other classes. This will always be a late model event and has to be catered to the late models. Yes, it does. Uh, they call them a support class for a reason. <laughs> And right, I do right. not mean that in a bad way. Yeah, no, not, no, not no, at no, all. No. Um, you think you'd be comfortable doing this again one day with me? Absolutely. <laughs> I just, I couldn't have picked somebody better. I mean, cause I, I just like last night when we were out eating, I'm asking him, well, he's trying to look at his phone and, you know, and I'm asking him questions. I told him, I'm going to pick your head, you know, what's well, fascinating. What, how, you know, just watching him all these years, I've been to a million of his pit meetings and, and stuff, and a lot of his specials. And it's just, you know, he, he, he runs a well, 
well-run ship. You yeah. know, I mean, the thing just goes right. I mean, we ocean. all have kind of the same minds, yeah. but we're all a little different, and it's <laughs> right. kind of fun to pick those minds once in a while. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, at, at the end of the night, it's still kind of the same deal. I was asking yeah. him, yeah, I was asking him last night about the passing points. How many different uh, passing point uh, formats are there? Uh, which one he uses, and and you know, would they be able to change some of them if the drivers mm-hmm. wanted to? And, He's comfortable with what he uses, and other tracks or what other sanctioning bodies use them. But, uh, but for me, passing points on a special, one hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, Lauren Sherman, close. This has been a great show. Thanks for all the stories and info. Uh, oh, Chuck Taylor Jr. is watching again from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Thank there you guys you for tuning in. Nice. Uh, Chris Steppen, it's been a couple of years in the making, but thank you for for finding the time to get here. I, I know it's funny. The last two years, you're like. Man, I gotta try to get here a day before. I gotta try to get here, and and the look on your face is like, a, I gotta try to get here the right. day before. You did, and and not so much. I don't. It, it's not a big deal about the show, but I'm glad you you're rested. Uh, it's probably like a whole new world now. Getting ready to start this three days of yeah. madness uh, with with a clean slate. Kaylin Helly, thank you for coming in, man. Uh, get back to work. I know you got some free grub coming up, so uh, yeah. enjoy, and uh, we will run into you later too. All right. Absolutely. Thank all right, you. There you go. Thanks again, you guys. Thanks. Uh, boy, I tell you what, if you have not been to a John Sites Memorial. It's the 17th annual tonight. Chris Steppen, the guy right across from me here, he also promotes this show. You're going to be hearing him on the microphone all weekend. And again, thanks to Kalen Helly, our co-host for today. Uh, let's see. We want to give a shout out to Rumor Sports Bar and Casino for bringing you the show today uh, right across the hall here. In fact, I just saw Robin Anderson head over there. Sure, they're going to go get some grub, maybe play a little bingo. Uh, they got great food over there, by the way. Uh, they've got the express lunches for just six bucks. They got great dinner special. Uh, in fact, tonight's special sandwich and aside for just seven bucks from five to eleven. Uh, you don't get to watch the Minnesota Twins tonight, but wall to wall TVs. Go check out the Vikes on Sunday in front of a world famous beer tower. How's that? Rumor Sports Bar Casino. Head on over. We love that place. Well, Monty and Bill, uh, they'll have the Fork Sports Highway Show tonight. That comes your way at 6.30. Probably the best local sports show you're going to find around here. These guys dig into the stuff, all right? Have a great night. Catch the show. Hope to see you at the track tonight. Otherwise, I will catch you all tomorrow morning. Uh, Remember to like, share, tag, and follow us, all right? If you hit that notification bell on your smartphone, you will never miss a Dirty Thursday or any show we do. Hey, the Grand Cities are awesome. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again.